This is episode number 46 of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. We're so excited to have you with us on this episode of To Birth and Beyond. I'm Jessie Mundell, mom, kinesiologist, and fitness coach to pregnant and current moms. And I'm Anita Lambert, mom, pelvic health, and orthopedic physiotherapist with a focus on women's health. On the show, we provide information and education on fitness, the pelvic floor, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and women's health. We offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health. While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your healthcare. We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jesse Mundell. And Anita Lambert. And this being our last episode of 2018, we wanted to revisit some of our most popular pregnancy and postpartum episodes. And we love receiving your comments, your DMs, your iTunes reviews to know how each episode has helped with your own journey whether pre-pregnancy, during pregnancy, or postpartum. So let's jump into some of our top pregnancy episodes. Um, So one of the ones that we got a lot of great feedback was actually episode two, and this was preparing your pelvic floor for birth. So we dove into sharing key tips about preparing your body for birth, including your pelvic floor. We busted some myths about preparing for birth, um, especially around Kegels and how important they actually are. Um, And we also shared our own experience preparing for birth um, and how we help clients prepare for birth, whether vaginal or cesarean. So Jess, what did you really enjoy about this episode? I love this whole episode. And this is the one, like you said, people keep coming back to this episode more than maybe any other episode that we've done. The one thing that I hear from people a lot or specific part that I refer them to from this episode is your flower bloom breath for helping people, again, just prepare for the labor and birth experience, but using that flower bloom breath throughout their day throughout their pregnancy perhaps in restorative poses and yoga and exercise just being able to think through what that will feel like what that sensation might be in their pelvic floor so that is one of the parts that stands out for me the most from this episode and the one that I think just will keep on giving to people as we continue to refer them to this episode and help them in their in their preparation for birth what about you Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, that, that I would say is one of the, the key parts as well. And I love that. Um, we'll definitely have this in the show notes, kind of each episode we're talking about, but definitely check out the resources. So we did, there's a resource of me explaining the flower bloom breath. Um, but also we talked about evidence-based birth in terms of birth positions that maybe a lot of people aren't um, aware are actually options during their birth um, and different relaxation strategies for birth. And this also... I feel like sometimes people assume this is just for a vaginal birth, um, but I'm glad we talked about both. And I'm so happy you were able to share your experience with a cesarean birth unplanned the first time. Um, and in later episodes, talking about your planned cesarean, because I think a lot of this, especially all the breathing techniques and relaxation strategies um, can really help prepare for a cesarean birth as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. And all of this stuff, even though we're talking about preparing your pelvic floor for birth in episode two, 
it all really transfers over to postpartum as well. So we can, I just think we get a lot of mileage from talking about this one topic into many different phases and stages of pregnancy and postpartum life too. All right, so up next, number two, this is episode 15 and pregnancy and postpartum athleticism with Brianna Battles. So we interviewed Brie in this episode, who is one of our most trusted colleagues in terms of fitness coaching. She is the owner of Everyday Battle Strength and Conditioning. That's in Thousand Oaks, California. And she is a trainer to pregnant and postpartum athletes and coaches everywhere around the world. She works online quite a bit as well. So Brie shares what her work looks like, her thoughts on knowing what's best for the individual during these pregnant and postpartum chapters, and when athletes maybe shouldn't listen to their intuition, and much more. So this was such a good episode, and I could listen to Brie talk all day long and we could chat with her again about all these topics because it really feels like just scratching the surface even though we got into a ton. I think one of the things I love so much that Brie talks about is athlete brain and by athlete brain she's really making people think about why they're doing the type of exercise they're doing and this can be really tricky for pregnant and postpartum athletes when they are really used to pushing their bodies extremely hard and as she says in these pregnant and postpartum chapters we need to modify we need to adjust we need to adapt because our bodies are changing so dramatically but that can be really hard for people to to let go. There's a lot of fear that can be wrapped up in it. She, has, she talks about athlete brain quite a bit and really tuning into uh, the person, figuring out the whys behind why they might be doing the exercises that they're doing, why they want to train in a specific way. Um, but it's just so much more than telling people not to exercise in a certain way. It's so much more uh, just getting to the roots and figuring out the real reasons behind what might be coming up for them in terms of exercise and their mindset around fitness and their bodies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely athlete brain was one of my top faves that she always talks about. And another is also definitely postpartum as well, but in pregnancy is should I versus could I? And I think I really like how Brie, also if you follow her social media, you'll see she's worked with like every level of athletes, specifically with CrossFit. But to see some of these professionals who are taking that time to modify what they need to do and to show that it doesn't mean that they're weak, um, they're vulnerable, it's just showing that this stage in their life, they need to change some things up just because of what's going on with their body. Um, it can still participate, but things just look a little bit different, but it doesn't mean that they're weaker. Um, because a lot of, I know a lot of um, clients and people that you work with and uh, Brie works with, like you could do a lot of the things that, you know, throughout your whole pregnancy, but then when you step back and think, should I, like is the risk versus reward actually worth it to me? I think taking that step back is definitely worth it and can then also help with your postpartum recovery too. So next we wanted to do, um, to take a look at, this was episode 24. So this is the role of a doula. Um, and we interviewed Natasha and Bianca from Babo Mia. Um, they're both co-founders of the company. And so they're doulas themselves, but they also offer training and mentorship um, for pregnancy, birth and parenting and parents. Um, so basically we discussed everything related to doulas um, and 
we also talked even actually about fertility, which was really interesting as well, which a lot of people don't know fertility doulas exist. Um, but I think it was really helpful. We even had feedback from some clients who, or take that out, Erin, some listeners who actually, after listening to the episode, did the Babo Mia doula training, and they said they never would have heard of it if it wasn't for the podcast. So that's always exciting for us to hear. Um, and I know I, we both, Jess and I both had doulas for our first birth, and I'm planning a doula for this one as well. Um, was there anything new, Jess, that you kind of took away from that episode? I freaking love this episode, and more than I thought I was going to. I didn't... I thought I knew a lot about doulas going into it, but just the way they spoke about their work was so cool. I just thought that they gave a lot of insight. And for me, what I think was extra powerful about this episode was that we had a poor experience with our doula from Steele's birth. And just hearing them speak, it was what I wanted from that doula experience the first time around that we didn't get. But they gave so many good tips in terms of perhaps working with a doula, hiring a doula. And I think that that was really, um, that's going to be so good for a lot of people to hear because I think that's where we tripped up in hiring our doula the first time around is that we just perhaps didn't ask as many questions as we should have. Randy didn't feel a great vibe from the get-go, but again, I just had this idea of what I wanted that birth to be like, and I thought that that doula was the right one for that birth. But then things went very differently during that birth, and I just think that the mindset of that doula perhaps wasn't um, what wasn't what we needed in that situation. And with Bianca and Natasha, I just think that the way they talk about birth in general not a specific kind of birth was really comforting so i love that i also love and you mentioned this that they talked about fertility doulas so i was just really thinking that we were just going to talk about birth doulas that was it but there's so much more to the role of the doula and they can support people in different arenas in terms of fertility pregnancy birth and postpartum so that was really cool to hear them talk about all those different aspects too Next up, episode 31, top five exercise tips for pregnancy. So this was episode number one of our three-part pregnancy mini-series with top five pregnancy exercise tips every expecting mom needs to know. So this was a fun one. We could talk about this again and again. Exercise tips for pregnancy is something that we're both really passionate about. What did you like about this episode? Well, I like that because I know everyone wants a list, kind of right or wrong, do's or don'ts. Um, and these were tips, but they still we still kept them general in terms of having, expecting people kind of take these points away and test them out for themselves, see what actually fits and works with them. So I really like that because... As you, if you've listened to our podcast, Jess and I are not very much when it comes to black and white, when it comes to exercise or physio, anything like that, that every person is an individual. So we really hope that if you haven't heard this episode, you go back to listen to it, or if you did, going back to review it um, and take a look at these five tips and see how they can apply to you and how they feel in your body as well. Um, and again, we'll have the... Um, show notes from that episode that you can take a look at, which include two of Jess's um, online uh, program options in terms of exercise during pregnancy, but as well as postpartum. Yeah, and I think that what we try to do in these episodes where we offer tips or 
suggestions is not to be too vague because I think that can be frustrating for people too. We want some concrete guidance and because that feels good. That feels comforting. It feels trusted. Uh, like we have a path to travel. So that is what we tried to do during this episode. Like you said, we're not giving black or white, but we are giving you things that you can take back into your own life, into your own body, test them out and get results from them. Whether that result is telling you, yes, keep going in that direction or "Mm, no, we need to adjust the strategy. That's what we want. We don't just want to say, oh, do whatever feels good or don't do what feels bad. We wanted to give more context around it because there can be ways to exercise in pregnancy to best support your body. There might be other ways to exercise in pregnancy that isn't super supportive of your whole physical and mental health. So I hope that we did that well in that episode. Yeah, and then our final uh, top five pregnancy episode was actually episode 32, and that was pregnancy body image. And we got a lot of great feedback about this one, and it was episode two of our three-part pregnancy mini-series. And so we talked about kind of the feelings around rapidly changing bodies as we make room for baby um, and how to handle kind of that outside, but as well as inner dialogue about our bodies. And we hear this all the time. You see it on social media um, and just in general in the public, like people feel like they can just comment on your body because you're growing a human being or more than one. Um, And I find it fascinating because each pregnancy for me has been, I've felt very much the same. Um, but yeah, you kind of get different comments. It's its interesting to go through. Um, and I think a lot of our listeners just found this episode just really empowering because they felt like, okay, they didn't feel alone in how they feel about uh, their body uh, during pregnancy because it's not really something a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And something that I've been thinking about over the last few days that relates to something we spoke about during this episode was in pregnancy, preparing your mindset for postpartum. So really, I think this is some of the best pregnancy advice we can give because it sets us up for postpartum and just how our body will adapt and change during that time period. And that is to really question your relationship with fatness, with body fat. So what are your biases towards fat bodies, body fat? What are the stories you're telling yourself about it? What are the fears that might come up for you with having a bigger body or a body that is carrying more body fat? I think that that is some of the best work that you can do in pregnancy on this topic of body image because I really just think that it will shift the relationship that you have with postpartum and with motherhood or parenthood in general. So we talk about that on this episode number 32, fat phobia, questioning, asking yourself lots of why questions about how all these changes that might be occurring in your body and specifically to your body composition, if they're making you feel uncomfortable, why, what is going on around that that is bringing up this weirdness for you and that's really common and we don't want to tell you that you shouldn't feel weird or uncomfortable about it Um, but if you want to feel more comfortable in your body that is a goal and an intention of yours then hopefully this episode can help you just have some framing questions around it and so that wraps up our top five pregnancy episodes 
And just a reminder, we definitely have a lot more pregnancy episodes. It was hard to choose those five. Um, so you can always head over to iTunes or Stitcher um, or to our website, tobirthandbeyond.com, and you can check out all the different pregnancy episodes. Um, but under the show notes for this one, we'll have those five um, available so you can go right to them. So next, let's go to our top five postpartum episodes. And I know this first one is definitely one of Jess's favorite and favorite topics to talk about. So I'll let her take this one. So episode 10 was all about postpartum fitness. Yes, postpartum fitness. Talking about this for years. I'm sure we'll continue to keep talking about it on the podcast too. So we talked about what our bodies might require during this time period, what we might want to look out for that could be signs or symptoms that something is coming up for us. We dive into the mindset piece of this topic as well. Why are we doing what we're doing in terms of exercise and why do we even want to return to exercise? What did you love about this one? Well, I love with this, um, I know kind of the first time I had heard these kind of R's were from you in terms of that rest, um, recover, rehab, retrain. And I just keep going back to those for myself, but also for my clients as well. Um, and I think that's really where postpartum fitness starts because I'm often having this dialogue with clients of exactly what you said, you know, asking themselves why, like, why do they feel at four weeks that they need to be back in the gym or going for a run? Um, do they feel, again, could I versus should I, going back to that idea. So I really like in terms of starting off with that. Um, but then also there's so many great tips we talked about knowing when to actually get back to certain exercises and, again, how they feel in your body. But, again, giving you tips to kind of dive into and go and figure out, you know, is your body ready for this? Do you need to modify something? Is this something you're going to build up to? Um, and I think we also really talked about, like, we don't really take anything off the plate. Like if someone wants to run, um, neither of us will ever say, well, you're never going to run. It could be maybe, okay, these are the steps to build up to getting back to running postpartum. Um, so I really like, I know a lot of listeners really enjoyed that, that there was no kind of, you're never going to do this again. You're never going to do a crunch again. It was all about here are some steps to get you back to your favorite things. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I think that one of the powerful things that we spoke about on this episode too is that if you want to start moving your body before that holy grail six-week checkup with your care provider, you can. You can. I think that we often maybe are a bit scared into thinking that, okay, after I birth this baby, I do nothing physical except for caring for this newborn until six weeks when my care provider tells me I'm good to go at six weeks, then I get back to doing all the things. And there's just so much gray area in there. I think for me and both of my postpartum experiences now, starting to get my body moving in different ways that was not caring for a newborn was really powerful in my recovery in terms of physical recovery and supporting my mental and emotional health and we can do that in ways that are supportive to the physical body that is going through these massive changes during this postpartum period so this is just something that i always want people to know if you want to start moving in a supportive way before that six-week checkup there are ways to do that that can even help uh, just further lend a positive element 
to the healing of postpartum time. You don't have to wait to six weeks. And when we get to six weeks, it does not have to be this jumping in with both feet that occurs. We can still continue to do this in a progressive overload type fashion of returning to exercise. Mm -hmm. I love that. And then our next postpartum uh, popular episode was actually with Jess's husband, Randy. So this was episode 14. Um, and if you've been following the podcast, you know, there was actually two episodes. So there was one more recent where they discussed um, their postpartum experience after baby two. But this one was episode 14 um, after baby one, but during your pregnancy with baby two. Um, and I loved listening to this too, cause I resonated with a lot of this as well. So yeah, just what did you find, you know, now thinking back to this episode before Theo was born, kind of what are your thoughts around what you both were talking about? Oh my gosh, it's so wild because I think we recorded this in April, I believe it was April. And so I was in the third trimester. We had tons of fears that were had come up the entire pregnancy, lots of fears at that point, even as we were almost to the end of that pregnancy. So it's just so interesting looking back on it. I'm going to have to go back and listen to this episode again just to see, just to hear what we were saying in those moments too. I had tons of people reach out to me after this one that they'd listened with their partner, their male partner, and it gave them a lot of comfort or it opened up a lot of conversation in their relationship because their partner was feeling a lot of stress or a lot of anxiety or other things that can come up. I fall victim to this too, that I, in both pregnancies, both postpartum experience, I really downplay what Randy is going through because I'm like, no, no, this is my, this is my stuff. I'm going through way more than you. What could you possibly have to be upset or stressed or anxious about? Turns out there's lots of things that can come up for a partner as well. So I think just Randy being able to share all the stuff that was coming up for him just helps give permission to other people to be able to talk about this stuff too because it is a lot for a partner as well personally within the relationship within the family dynamic and then i think the other thing that's key about this episode is that we talked about our experience with couples counseling and we are really big fans of counseling and i hope that again we can just keep normalizing this conversation and knowing that we often do need some help in this in these chapters because it is such huge shifts and transitions for the individuals within them and then again that couple within it as well too so i love this one i'm so glad that people resonated with it and uh yeah i hope it was helpful mm -hmm. and then our next um postpartum episode was actually episode 19 and this was about pelvic organ prolapse with Haley shevner and Technically, I mean, this can be postpartum, this can be pregnancy, this can be someone who doesn't like never plans on being pregnant or has never had children. Um, and but we did put it in postpartum because there are a lot of um, listeners who have mentioned about this after having, uh, you know, after going through childbirth. And I love this episode. I love hearing Haley talk. It's like with Brie, like we could just talk and talk and talk. Um, I love how she shares about her personal experience um and different professionals she's worked with how that changed her view on her own experience with prolapse and how she's taken that and just taken off in terms of um if you follow her on facebook she's got a great facebook um, private group 
called Pop Fitness, um, Instagram um, as well, her website. And then since we actually recorded this episode, her Snatch, um, a female inclusive approach to kettlebell training online program came out, which is fantastic. Um, so I just loved because she just went through all these misconceptions around prolapse um, and just seeing where she's at today um, gives a lot of women hope of if they've been diagnosed with prolapse, you know, what their recovery can look like and how they can keep moving in how they really want to move. Mm-hmm. Yes. Love this episode. Love Haley. Love the way she speaks about prolapse and her journey through it. And like you said, where she is now, so hopeful for people. One of the things that I love that Haley talks about is these ideas, these conceptions that we might have around prolapse and its treatment and management of it. And what I mean by that is that I think we see some people in the fitness industry uh, giving their stories, telling their stories, where they've been, where they are now, this whole journey of where they come from, from diagnosis to present day and how they often will say that their prolapse has totally reversed it's totally healed they were at a grade two now they're at a zero and what i love for Haley is that she gives people the understanding that it does not have to be that way they could still have prolapse and they can still be feeling really great most of the time or they can still have some symptoms but they can still exercise in this way that they want to that is challenging to their bodies that is supportive that is um, really powerful in terms of their mental and emotional health I just think that is a different aspect with Haley that we don't see in a lot of other realms I think in a lot of other realms in postnatal fitness postpartum fitness talking about pelvic organ prolapse we often see this idea that people have totally reversed their prolapse and now they're able to do all this exercise with Haley she still talks about the current state of her prolapse and we get to see her doing these challenging exercises as well too but she feels really good she's honest about what her symptoms some days might be like and how she modifies from there um But yeah, again, I just think that that is a really useful perspective to hear and not just that she's totally healed. There's no prolapse anymore. It's still present and it's still okay. Next episode was 35 postpartum mental health with Olivia Scobie. This one was incredible. Olivia is a social counselor with a focus on postpartum mental health. In this episode, we cover everything from mental health complications, early indicators, and how you can support loved ones through a rough postpartum period. I was not on this episode, but you were, Anita. What did you love about this one? Oh my gosh, there were so so many things. Um, I had originally uh, had seen Olivia in terms of through, actually it's through Babo Mia because I did their doula training. It was kind of a second doula training I did um, and kind of discovered her through them. Um, and I just love how she's very real about the whole experience. She's gone through her own experiences. If you listen to this episode, you'll hear um, what she went through with her um, pregnancy, birth, postpartum. Um, and just, yeah, just talked about it in a really real way, but her being a professional in this area, like I felt she really, um, 
gave easy ways to understand all the different kind of postpartum mental health issues that can come up. We talked about postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, postpartum PTSD, which I know, Jess, you've been um, sharing your journey um, with that after Steele's birth. And I just felt like we got, again, so many comments after and people just being like, oh my gosh, I cried through that episode because I felt like she got it. She got me and I don't feel alone and I don't feel like it's my fault, which I think was a big takeaway from that. Because I think a lot of people who do go through um, various postpartum mental health concerns is they feel like it's their fault. And so I think that episode really resonated with a lot of people for people to understand like it's not. And these are all the different factors that may contribute to this. Um, and even ways of during pregnancy, maybe to notice if certain indicators are present. So then you and if you have a partner or support person can help um, help with your postpartum experience if these things were to come up. Yes. This is one of my absolute favorite topics to discuss and postpartum mental health is probably the most talked about things that come up with my clients, even though people often come into our two pregnancy and beyond program for the exercise programming, the conversations that we mostly have are around mental health and emotional health postpartum. So this I think is just some of the most important topics that we can offer our audience again to normalize these discussions i think that i love that olivia gives this information about how your support person in your life or your partner in your life can help because i think if you're going through all these heavy feelings postpartum it can be really difficult to notice it in yourself first of all i think that we often feel like we can just get through it and we just keep powering through it and it just does not have to be that way and it can be really difficult to uh, ask for help to seek help so if we can also have someone on our team that's helping us do that that can be so impactful for our postpartum well-being and then for our last um, fifth uh, most popular postpartum episode, we actually couldn't decide between these two episodes. So there's actually kind of six postpartum um, episodes we're talking about. So first, we're going to talk about episode 26, which is tips for perineal healing. So this would be after a vaginal birth. Um, and this was part two of our postpartum mini series where we talked about our top five perineal healing items, how to use them and why we think they're actually necessary. And these are items I had prepared for my first birth and I've got them ready to go for this birth as well. Um, and kind of how, how I look at things is I'd rather have all these things in place and if I don't need to use them, fantastic. But the last thing you wanna do is not knowing how birth is gonna go and asking your partner or someone to run out to the store or order this online and try to get this and that. Might as well have everything ready to go. So we talked about everything from sits baths um, different uh, sitz bath kind of herbs you can use after whether in your bathtub or actually using the sitz bath itself. Um, we talked about kind of natural hemorrhoid creams, perineal sprays. Um, so we'll make sure those will all be in uh, the show notes. So if you go back and listen to this episode, it's a nice short episode, quick top five uh, perineal items for yourself. But also these are really great for shower gifts. I'm always telling people, and when I go to a baby shower, they can bet they're going to get at least one or more than one of these things. Um, and likely they will not get doubles at a shower of this because people aren't thinking about this. But 
I can guarantee you postpartum, every mom is super thankful that you gave this to them. <laughs> yes, so smart. Yeah. I love that. The shower gift such a good idea. So then on the other side of the coin, we had episode seven, which was cesarean birth recovery. So we talked through the physical, mental, emotional factors that can go into cesarean birth recovery. I gave insight into my own personal experience through this with Steele, our first baby's birth. Often C-section moms are basically left with nothing as they leave the hospital. No advice and that happened again this time, second time around. So we covered some useful recovery tips, what to do in the immediate postpartum period as well as in continuing weeks and months post C-section. So we talked about my kind of personal life stuff and then Anita, what you see with your clients, which I think was cool just to hear from both of us, what we tend to uh, offer, what I felt in my body, what you see in other bodies. So we talked about exercising after cesarean. We talked about C-section scar massage. And I think those two are the comments that I get most on this episode. Just thanking us for talking about how we return to exercise after C-section because that can feel very strange in your body. But also that there's no guidance specifically given about that from care providers unless it's wait till your six week appointment and then start doing all the things from there. But I think the cesarean scar massage uh, is one thing that people probably don't know about at all. Um, I love that we also talked about though the discomfort that can come up for people in actually even looking at their scar, let alone touching it. So that's a key point in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely in terms of, I have so many moms who are surprised about the scar massage. And for some people, they think, okay, if I didn't learn about this in the first couple months, then forget it. I see postpartum moms years down the road, and we go back and work on their scar, and it affects, in a positive way, their symptoms. Um, but I liked how we also talked about, I mean, you talked about your experience with an unplanned cesarean with steel. Um, and I mentioned how with a lot of my clients, like there is a lot of emotional and mental healing to also go through, which will actually help the physical healing. And I do notice with clients, if people aren't um, ready to go to the emotional side or mental side, that is totally okay. Um, but I do notice once they feel they can get there, their physical recovery also takes off as well. So it's, it's just to note, they're all very much related in terms of healing, um, and I think it's really unfortunate that not enough moms get to debrief about their birth, whether it's vaginal or cesarean. I think there's always things to process. Um, and that definitely affects the physical healing as well. So that was our uh, top five, technically top six postpartum episodes. So we'll be sure that both the pregnancy and postpartum episodes um, are linked in the show notes for this episode. Um, and if you haven't listened to them, definitely go back and check them out. Or if you have listened to them, this is a great time um, just to go back and explore these episodes again, perhaps um, taking tips away that you had kind of forgotten about or maybe not taken away from the first time. So on behalf of Jess and I, we're super excited that we got to spend this year with you in terms of for the podcast. And we're really excited to keep the podcast coming in 2019. 
On the next episode of To Birth and Beyond, we are going to be giving you strategies to help best support your core and pelvic floor in high impact exercise, such as running, jumping, skipping, those types of things. So if you are looking to get back into these types of exercises or currently are and need some help for the core and pelvic floor region, this episode will be one you won't want to miss. We hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the To Birth and Beyond podcast. You can find any links or resources we discussed in the show notes at tobirthandbeyond.com. And if you enjoyed today's show, we would love for you to leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe to the To Birth and Beyond podcast in iTunes or Stitcher. 